Radio Chaser. Triple M. Oh, welcome aboard the ship, Radio Chaser, today. Andrew Hanson's here. My name is Dom Knight, and uh, Craig Rucastle is here because Charles is still in hospital. So it's a bit of an upgrade today. Good to have you, Rui. Good to be here. Uh, thank you, Charles, for being an idiot. Yep. If you want to hear the story about how he fell off his bike, it, it is actually very funny. Sorry, Charles. It, it, listen to the podcast from Monday. <laughs> it is funny. Are you looking? Are you guys looking forward to the apology tonight? Because we're going to get another celebrity apology. Oh, is this George Colombaris? Oh, I'm this, looking forward this to this so George. much. Yeah, George Colombaris. I know. I can't wait. I love celebrity apologies. Uh, you know, they when they could... have to grovel because they've got to do it when, when they've offended everyone. I like so they, they, 7.30. He's on 7.30 with Lee Sales. I like the mm. fact they've put out a small clip about it and he cries on television. But the mm. question that he cries about is, did it have a big impact on you? And that's what he's crying at. He's not like, not yet 500 workers you mispaid by 7 million bucks. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad for me too, you know. I'm just well, thinking. They, they wanted to get them on the show, Craig, but he wouldn't pay them enough to appear. So. <laughs> it was quite impressive because Lee Sales had that tub of yogurt thrown into the other day. Maybe it was Greek yogurt promoting the interview. Yeah, it was George Columbaris was throwing it beforehand. <laughs> look, look, in hindsight, in hindsight, I can understand his problem. I can understand. It was just a bad decision to pay all your workers using a mystery box. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's got to be better ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, he has, he's come forward and said he wants to be a voice for change. And I got it. That is a very yeah, distinctive voice. For spare change. Yes. <laughs> $7.8 million are worth. <laughs> Look, he's, he's going to be all over TV tonight. I cannot wait because not only is he going to be doing this Teary interview on 7.30, he's also going to be, did, did you know this? He's also going to be the new Bachelor in the season premiere. Tonight on 10, meet the brand new Bachelor. Hello, my name is George Calambaris and I am newly single after my network dumped me. George is back on the market and looking for love from eligible TV bosses. Welcome to my group dinner date, TV bosses of Australia. Uh, Kerry Stokes, any chance of a job at seven? You're unemployable, George. Or what about you, the guy who owns Netflix? I'd sooner hire Gary Megan, and no one even remembers who he is. Hearts will break at the all-new rose ceremony. Hugh Marks, boss of Channel 9, come forward and accept my rose. Not if you've been near it, mate. Oh, for f- sake, this is a nice rose. I underpaid a florist for this. The Bachelor with George Columbaris. He's our least eligible bachelor yet. Okay, I'm desperate now. Uh, how about that job on SBS co-hosting with Carl Stefanovic? Radio Chaser on Sydney's Triple M. I'm feeling really, really excited today because, uh, you know, there's this person who's just graduated from uni mm-hmm. and I'm just feeling really excited for her on this special day mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's happened right here in Australia. She went to the ceremony with all the other kids, wore the robes and the hat, and I'm just excited to see what she's going to do next. Uh, the thing that will make it really interesting is that she's 90 years old. <laughs> this is true. Did absolutely she, true. Did she finish in minimum time or has she been for 70 years stoned? <laughs> Well, this is the great thing if you do the maths. If you do the maths, she was she would have been eighteen when she was first eligible to go to uni in nineteen forty seven. Oh my gosh. So she might just be one of those slow students who's just gonna be in there. I did see time. that I didn't see that story. Apparently she studied a bit of Latin because she's so ancient that it's her native language. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she probably had to enroll in Latin back in the time. If mature age students who are thirty sit in the front row, did she sit on the desk where the lecturer was? <laughs> Yeah, apparently well, during the week pub crawl, she was the only one actually crawling. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, hey, well, you do wonder what what her student days were like just before she graduated, don't you? I mean, I, I assume she was in a grotty share house, oh, sure. although most old people are, aren't they? They call retirement <laughs> homes. But, um, that her child built. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Probably went money. to frat parties. I hope, uh, she's, I hope she's going to pay off her hex before she dies. <laughs> well, it wasn't all. Da- Apparently she was really popular for uni trivia because she was there at all the events they discussed. <laughs> yeah. Very good at history, actually. It's a Bachelor of History and uh, she, she had first-hand experience. No, this is the, the, the other detail from the story that I love, yeah. is that her degree, I kid you not, the degree she's got is called a Master of Ageing. <laughs> Well, she nailed it. Yeah, well, she, she is she a master of aging. She really was, is a master of aging. Have you looked into this? Was, was, were the courses just, she just turned up and got the degree? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Tommy, She's, I'm like, Oh, my God. You've got to be excited, don't you? I, I, the, I, the thing that I really want to know, though, I wish I could get a window into the frat parties wow. that she must have gone to. <laughs> the keggers. Yeah, like I, I bet you, you know, such crap went down. I bet you one of her housemates probably did the famous scene from American Pie, you know, where he, he does the business with the pie. And because she's an old lady, she would have been able to bake a really classic apple pie for her to do it with. It's Triple M, Radio Chaser. Craig and Andrew, uh, Ushi Mania continues. It's quite extraordinary. These eBay stories, remember we talked about the, the furry Simba, they only made a hundred of that one. And that seems to be making them beat coals. That and the fact that people actually like the Lion King. Um, uh, there's been $100,000 bid. Yeah, and then someone cancelled it, then they bid it again, and it's just very confusing. Oh, and then a Brisbane mother, a Brisbane mother who listed a fairy symbol, said that she got death threats. So it's all getting very heated, well, I mean, the wishy mania. That's what you want when you go shopping and get given a free little toy. You want death threats. Death threats. <laughs> what did they mistake it for like she was one of those trophy hunters posing with an actual dead furry lion, perhaps? <laughs> How dare worth, you? It's worth more than a dead real lion. <laughs> it's $100,000. What? It oh. is quite bizarre. But you've got to hand it to Woolies. I mean, they really have got the nation talking about this stuff. Here's what they said. About Ushi Mania, Barnaby Joyce, pauper. Oh, my salary of 211 grand a year. I can barely afford Woolies groceries. I need to find one of those rare furry Simbas just to make ends meet. George Columbaris, MasterChef judged. These things are so popular that I am now paying my staff two Ushies a day. Beyonce, icon. I played Nala in The New Lion King because it's a moving tale of family, love, honour and little squishy plastic things that you can sell on eBay. Osha Ginsberg, bachelor host and walking hairstyle. Ushies? I thought Woolies were giving away models of my various magnificent hairdos. If they want to make Oshies, I'm interested. Cole's Little Shop CEO, Stephen Kane. Oh, why would anyone want to collect beloved characters from a children's movie when they could collect beloved miniature Finnish rinse aid? The Poo Jogger. They look like the little squishy things I make on my morning jog. Look, a furry Simba. That's what they said. Radio Chaser, Triple M. 31st of July, last day of dry July. So a lot of people are going to get ready to sink a lot of beers tomorrow. And congrats if anyone's made it through the month. Finally. Through, yeah. Made it through, what do you mean made it through well, a whole month? This Can I say, this is the most piss-weak charity thing I have ever heard in my life, this dry July thing. How pissingly easy is it to just not drink for a few weeks? I mean, like, people hard. Cycle, no, it isn't, Dommy. People cycle for thousands of kilometres. 40-hour famine, people starve themselves you know, until they're dizzy. Only for to 40 hours, money. though. Yeah, I did this, I've done this twice, I think, and both times I, Ooh, I big, had one or hero. two drinks, so I had to get a golden ticket. One, both two, one or two. Look, this is a lot harder than it seems. If somebody's it's, just done dry July, as I call it. <laughs> How dry was your July, well, let's, Rui? Let's think about it. I mean, well, it was 31 days in July, right? So obviously, obviously, I drank weekends, so that's what 
That's that's eight days. You're pathetic. You're pathetic. That's that's Wait. damp July. That is. <laughs> yeah. That's and not I, and dry. I drank occasionally when there was something on during the week. So I reckon I got. Come on. I probably only drank what twelve days out of the thirty-one. So that's on, pretty good. So on the days where there was no temptation whatsoever, you were able to resist. There were no days without temptation, oh, Tom. Okay. Every day, <laughs> temptation. I want to know if anyone's Easy. done better than Craig. One triple three five three. Let us know how you went with Dry July. No, I want to know if anybody did worse than me. Did anybody drink more than twelve days in Dry July? One triple three five three. I'm keen to know. Um, it is quite a big achievement to make. I mean, Andrew's Andrew oh, reckons not. he just. Do you drink ever, Andrew? I mean, well, well really, I'd, I, I would be more problem. like it'd be a challenge for me to have a drink because I no, don't think about drinking. Well, this I'm is like, the thing: yeah. is that what you've got to do, Andrew? You, you've got to prepare for dry July. So what you've got to do hmm. is for the rest of the year, you've got to drink every night, yeah, to get your addiction up, and then dry July is hard. You can't That's come right into way. it as a teetotaler. Oh, this is really easy. Well, maybe we should challenge Andrew to have a wet August and drink every <laughs> yeah, single exactly. day of the coming month. Oh, hello, a wet August sounds promising. Whatever that may. Oh, all right, one triple three five three. Has anyone done worse than Craig, drunk more than 12 days, well, signed up for Dry July, or have you actually actually smashed it? I want to know how hard it is. Your call's next. Triple M, Radio Chaser. It's Radio Chaser. A bit of an awkward disagreement here about Dry July. We want to know how you went on 13353. Craig reckons he found it hard. Hanson reckons it's a total piece of piss to do Dry July. I only drank 12 days out of 31. No, I did really well. It's a terrible score. Like For an easy challenge where you just don't have to put a beer to your mouth for a little while. It's so easy. No, All right. Rubbish. One, triple, three, five, three. How did you go with Dry July? Craig, another Craig's on the line from Liverpool. Uh, Craig, how'd you go? Yeah, smashed it, mate. Beautiful. Really? So how did you, did you drink it all during the month? Nah, nothing. Not one thing. I even went to the pub and bought my old man a beer. Gee, that's pretty good. Now, now, now how much would you normally drink? 12 to 13 a night. 12 oh, to wow. 13. Oh, okay. So that's a big okay. difference. That, that's a big difference. 12 to 13 scooters. 12 to 13 scooters. Okay. So you've, you've not, you must have saved heaps of money. Yeah. Not only, have, 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 are you healthier? What do you reckon? Yeah, I dropped uh, nine kilos. That's <laughs> awesome. Whoa. <laughs> did, you, did you go to the toilet a lot less often? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what annoys me about you, Craig, is that not yeah. only have you done way, way better than me, you have the same name as me, so you're like, you're like the mate, the way better Craig. Yeah. So yeah, people go to the website and search for for a Craig. Yeah, you give money to the good one, not to our one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why did you do it? What made you decide to, to try this thing of giving up booze um, for a month? My wife reckons I couldn't do it, so I proved the wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what do you reckon? So this is the, I guess, the big question, Craig, at the end of a month, particularly for yourself, who's been so successful, is yep. what happens tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get blind and do Can't Remember September. (laughs) (laughs) Radio Chaser on Sydney's Triple M. Now, look, things are pretty awkward in Australian swimming at the moment, and we're always the ones that like to blame other countries, I don't know, like China, for being drug cheats. But then we've got Shana Jacks tested positive. She's potentially facing a four-year ban. You know, I never know because, you know, when you see it in your own country, you kind of see the whole coverage of it. It's like it's like... You know, and you think, oh, maybe there was a mistake here. So it's like, oh, hang on, maybe I just ate some mushrooms. And you're like, I didn't know mushrooms were like a drug or something. Maybe she's an idiot. Like, what but is it the same in China? Like the people that we look at from China, you know, is it the same thing happening there? Like they're all like, oh, I ate a mushroom. Yeah, they, I don't well, know. they ate a lot of, lot of mushroom stir fries over there. Yes, uh, yeah. That's, that's why. why I stay away from mushrooms because just in case yes. I have to go to the Olympics. Oh, well, that's yeah. right. Never to, eat a vegetable if you're an athlete. <laughs> it's a pity because I love a good steroid stir fry. <laughs> yeah. But look, uh, the thing is, okay, there's all these 
countries that are breaking these rules, there's bans being touted. But there is one other option that they could take where all of these people could compete at the next Olympics. Welcome back to the 2020 Olympics. Yes, it's wonderful to see the lack of drug scandals this year. The IOC has finally combated this problem, which has plagued the Games for decades. Indeed, Janet. Of course, they did that by getting rid of drug testing altogether. That's right, Steve. This is the first all-the-drugs Olympics, where athletes can snort and shoot up and guzzle and put up their bottoms all the drugs. And this has created a totally even playing field. Oh, it has. And there are some surprises when we look at the middle telly. Uh, Columbia, for example, are performing extremely well, as well as quite a lot of competitors from Sydney's eastern suburbs. The Bacon team, on the other hand, has been under a cloud, of course. Not a cloud of controversy, a, a literal cloud of pungent smoke. Of course, uh, they did do quite well in the high jump. Uh, yes, I'll stop you there, Steve, because the 50 metre freestyle is just about to get underway. See the athletes lining up there. Uh, it seems uh, three of the swimmers have commenced an ecstasy fueled orgy. You're not wrong, and I think that one of them is eating his own cheek. You know, I did not know Ben Cousins was a swimmer. And they're off. And it's over. It is amazing how fast you can swim when you're absolutely f***ed on drugs. Coming up next, the synchronised swimming, where spectators have been given acid in an effort to make the sport interesting. <laughs> Janet, are you high? Sorry, no, it's just you called synchronised swimming a sport. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Radio Chaser. Triple M. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling for this guy, Dommy, who got his groceries delivered. It's always a mistake to get the groceries delivered, isn't it? And not pick them yourself. In an unusual move, uh, the supermarket in this instant. Uh, decided that instead of just leaving, you know, they can leave the groceries on the porch yeah. if you're not home. Easy. And they put them in bags so that you can then carry them inside. <laughs> Except in this case, they forgot the bags. <laughs> so this guy's groceries, and it's like serious amounts. This is like two weeks of groceries or something. It's sprawled out over this massive field in front of his front <laughs> His front door, it's just like acres of groceries just all over his front porch. He's, he's a legend for not getting the bags. I, I support this guy. Oh, nice you, you and your anti-bag stance. I'm sick of this. Anyway, let it be a lesson to you. Be careful when you order online groceries. Afternoon, sir. Here are the groceries you ordered online. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, wait a minute. The use-by date on this yoghurt is tomorrow. That doesn't give me much time to eat it. What, you're not having yoghurt for dinner tonight? Who has yoghurt for dinner? People who buy online groceries. Um, this orange juice expires tomorrow too. Well, how slowly do you drink? You've got 24 hours. I'll have to be up all night drinking juice. That's good, you'll have a chance to eat the yoghurt. And, and what's with this chicken breast? According to the timestamp, it expires in five minutes. Oh, oh my goodness. Ah, oh, no, I'm so sorry. That's a mistake. Oh, I'm glad you finally admit it. Yes, I was meant to deliver that to the last house. Here's yours. It expires in two minutes. Two minutes? That's not even enough time to cook the chicken. No, no, you'll have to eat it right now, raw, along with the yoghurt and the juice. Oh, well, very well then. Good God, you're a terrible cook. Radio Chaser. Triple M. Radio Chaser here with the nation's favourite troubleshooter. Craig's Flawless Solutions. Trademark pending. Amazing that trademark hasn't come through yet. It's been, <laughs> been a while. It's been a while. Maybe it's been a while. Cool. I've been working this week with the New South Wales government because um, mm. some cool. people have criticised them for this. It's funny, actually. You know how they, 
knocked down that stadium before the election and then mm. no one is actually willing to build it again. So it's mm. a shame, isn't it? It's seen as a problem, but I've come up with some solutions. Uh, see if you can find any flaws in these. I think they're going to work. Uh, the first thing is that all we've got to do is put the old one back. <laughs> yeah, we're going to just get, I reckon if okay. the way to do it is to get that, that Hamish guy and that Lego, all those nerds from the Lego <laughs> show. And just give them the bits and they can put it back. It'll be really entertaining television. Flaws. That is cool. Well, particularly given that they haven't actually managed to approve the new design yet, I read. Exactly. Like, you, can't, you can't not approve a Lego design <laughs> or make it of Lego. Uh, I think that would work. It, it, I don't know that the old one was actually made of Lego, though. I mean, not, not to water down your, mm-hmm. your idea or anything, but yeah. if you want to put the old one back... Wouldn't it have to be made of the same materials and look the same as the old one? Okay, rather than okay. Be made of well, Lego? Mr. Picky, then why don't we make it of Lego? Well, also Lego comes apart. Is is the other? I mean, this is possibly well, that's a, perfect because then before the next election, the government can knock it down easily. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, the flawless. I've got to hand you that one. That's not a bad. If, if you don't like that idea, though, I have managed mm. to find a builder. Uh, you know, apparently Lendlease and all these others can't do it. Is it $730 million bucks? I mean, mm. that's, that's, that's a good contract. I'd do it. I managed, exactly. I managed to find these guys that are willing to do it. They've got a good record as well. They did, what are this, what's this place called? Opal Towers they did. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, again, Craig. Um, perfect for what the government wants, a, mm-hmm. a stadium that's easy to demolish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? The cracks would make the, the footy more exciting, to be yeah. fair. Or at least all, all we can do is we get grand designs to cover the building of it, and that way the fact that it's running 12 years late and is twice as expensive is just perfect for the show anyway. <laughs> well, maybe Hughes will buy it. Flawless. Maybe get Hughes yeah. to buy it. A very special episode of The Block. That is flawless. <laughs> Triple M, Radio Chaser. Cat's pajamas or... Cat's piss. Stories for the news, Craig and Andrew. Cat's pyjamas mean you think it's a good thing. Cat's piss means you think it's a bad thing. A man became the world's stinging nettle champion after uh, devouring 58 feet of stinging nettle in an hour. Uh, Would you enter this competition? Are you impressed by this Uh, contest? I would not enter. I'm thrilled by this. Well done. This is Cat's pyjamas. What an extraordinary effort. Is, Is this a competition or is just an idiot? Uh, it's one of those things where it was an idiot in a pub and then it turned into a competition that they ran for years. Oh, oh that's so like one of the those... Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hanson, would you chat? You're a bit of a foodie. You'd chat out on nettles. You're a veggio too sometimes. Yeah, much, much more ethical, you know, than, than, than meat. But like, like, yeah, it does sound like a drunken death. Very easy to win. I think it's Caspis for me because I think this would have been easy for that man to win because I imagine he was the only contestant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there are a few actually. All right, uh, very good. Now... Um, in Florida, a, uh, an insurance piece. company has started selling um, <laughs> alien abduction insur- insurance with a $12 million payout if you get abducted. Oh, Would you take it out? Uh, yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't be too safe, Tom. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I would not take it out, but I, I still think it's more sensible than buying pet insurance. <laughs> it's only 20 bucks. So it's actually only cost 20 what bucks about, to take it out. When you say you wouldn't take it out, would you take out the Alien Pro band, or you'd leave that in too? Oh, well, that, I, I hope to be abducted and get one of those. I mean, mm. Uh, mm. Would be that's very... the only advantage of being abducted by aliens, isn't it? Your social life has never been better. Surely if you get abducted by aliens, you don't need the $12 million. You'd just be constantly on Oprah. <laughs> how, yeah. are they, how are they going to get the money anyway? How are they going to send you the money if you're on Venus? I think that's why that's so cheap to buy. Mm. Mm.